I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. J.J. Watt granted his release by the Houston Texans. We got the odds on his next team. The four favorites, the favorite, Pittsburgh Steelers, then Tampa Bay, then Green Bay, then Baltimore. Steph Curry drops 40 against the Magic. Warriors win the game. They still don't cover. Curry is the sixth favorite now to win the MVP, the favorite LeBron James. Tonight, Zion and the Pelicans versus Luka and the Mavs. Mavs at home favored by three, but the more pertinent number, this is the 11th and 12th seed currently in the West. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live on a Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Ooh, I can feel the shift happening to the NBA. Got some exciting stuff to talk about from yesterday and uh, big game tonight. At least big names tonight. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their bodies. All right, we're the pros. He's the Joe in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we get no football all weekend long for the first time in a long time, but we do get a Daytona 500. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? J.J. Watt, to me, this guy, it, it, it could feel like the Texans did something wrong again. I don't think they did, but I also think J.J. Watt, with a new negotiated contract potentially might be very valuable for some teams. So I think we start there. Yeah, and it was the big news earlier today in the NFL. J.J. Watt, the three-time defensive player of the year and the Houston Texans agreeing to his release again that earlier today. Okay, so you are my uh, a trusty thermometer for the media. What was the the take out there? I didn't get a real full cross-section. Was there a sense of... Oh, here's the ta- Texans messing it up again. Yeah, or- it's it's the it's the lazy go to uh, Texans organization dysfunction. Nobody wants to be there. That was there was a lot of that going around. Okay, so JJ Watt's contract. This was the last year on his deal. Yeah, and this would have been seventeen point five million dollars. Now that would have made him the fourth highest paid lineman, defensive lineman in the NFL. Aaron Donald, DeForest Buckner. Of the Colts, Chris Jones of Kansas City, and then fourth would have been J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is a good player. He's not a great player anymore. And he's a good player for spurts, 25 plays, maybe 30. And that can be extremely valuable. I mean, you really think about it. There's those key high leverage plays that, that dictate NFL wins and losses so often and if you got J.J. Watt there for you know all the third downs or whatever the defense wants to do with them, 
it's going to be very valuable, but it can't be as the fourth highest paid player. Now, I think you could make the case, and my understanding with the reporting is the Texans said, we'd like to retain you, but we have to renegotiate the contract. And J.J. Watt said, no, thanks. I'll leave. And that you could, you know, say, hey, if the Texans were in a better position, he would be just as inclined to, you know, understand he's not going to get that money, 17.5 out there in the world. So why not just stay with the Texans? But obviously that's not where the Texans are right now. So I think there's a, a little culpability. But again, when you've played in the same place your whole life and you, you kind of get to be the bell of the ball in a way and go pick your spot, I, I think it only makes sense that J.J. Watt wants to go. But I think in general, if you're blaming the Texans for not wanting to retain him for the 17.5, that is a horrible take. And, and I think the Texans did the best they could here. What's your take? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and look, this is not a surprise. This was being discussed during the season that this was potentially J.J. Watt's last year in Houston. Uh, the countdown was on. We could be seeing the final days of J.J. Watt as a Houston Texan. So it's not that much of a surprise. Uh, he's an older player. He's dealt with a ton of injuries. I think this was just the second time in the last five years he played in all 16 games. So there's that aspect of it. And it just wasn't worth the $17 million dollars to bring him back so they part ways and now he can go find work somewhere else yeah so espn has a stat about the defensive linemen uh how often they beat the their block and jj watt was about 15th in uh the league this year uh, as a d lineman so i mean quite good quite good um mckenzie research can you check uh his uh, pff do we have it in front of us we'll check that yeah, out but there right now yeah, I mean, we let's just say a really solid year. Now, and you could make the case this was one of the, you know, this was certainly not his worst year. Like, like no. as you're getting older, sometimes there's a sense every year gets worse. Uh, his health being better, uh, you know, a good year. Anyone would want him. I don't know what the price is. It, it, it ain't seventeen five, all right. But we probably should take a minute, and as you kind of did at a high, high level, is you know really celebrate this career up to this point so 10 years in the league um he's been compensated 91 million he's doing fine 11th pick in the draft in 11 2011 uh second in sacks of active players uh and wow he's missed 32 games regular season games in his career wow that's a lot and uh three-time defensive player of the year five-time Pro Bowler. I mean, I I would have to say when the last ten years is written. I mean, is he second on defense behind Donald? I yeah, I guess you would have to say so. I mean, if yeah, if we're thinking about it, I mean, the only other players I would I would even think to put in the discussion would be. Maybe a Von Miller, but I would put, yeah, J.J. Yeah, J. Watt, Aaron Donald. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. J.J. Watt's going to the Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. First yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. That's Jonas Knox. We're straight out of Vegas. And I think a, a more, simp- not sympathetic, but a, but a more compelling way to present Watt, I think, in perspective, is this stretch from 12 through 15. So it was, you know, four years, 
three defensive players of the year. Yeah. Uh, so I think since then, it's been underwhelming. He's only made the Pro Bowl since 15 once in 2018. And still, though, rock solid. Rock solid, just not elite, elite. So what I'm thinking. 86 PFF grade this year, which is pretty good. Say it again. 86 PFF grade, well, which is Pro Bowl that's, quality. Yeah, that's that's more than pretty good, right? I mean, that's real good. All right, so th- I guess that's the debate, right? Is has the prior if if he's and he is 31 turning 32 here, and if the drop off the last couple of years, if it's attributed to prior to this year to age, then this season debunks that. So now, if it's not age. Right? What is it? It could be the injuries. But if he was healthy last year, I think the thing these teams have to weigh is, was that a fluke? And he's just injury prone? And as he gets older, he's going to get more injury prone? Or it, it, that's the question. Because if, if, if you could guarantee his health, J.J. Watt's health next year, and you can't, but if you could, if that wasn't a major factor – and you just assumed a 5% drop-off because of age from age 31 to 32, let's say, he's a very valuable player there. Oh, yeah. Agreed. The, the big question is, if they play him 30 plays a game, does his level go up even more, right? So he's not playing as much. And does it decrease the chance of him getting injured? If so, a bargain. Okay, so here's what i like to do, John. It's a little surprise for you here. We prepared, as they like to say in the business, a TikTok of the Houston Texans. And I just take five minutes here and kind of jump in at any point where you got kind of a comment. Yeah. So 2000, and please do, 2011, uh, J.J. Watt drafted, as we said. 2013, DeAndre Hopkins drafted. He was number 27 overall. Okay, so before the 14 season, Bill O'Brien officially became the Texans head coach. That was on January 2nd, 2014. Okay. So now in 14, they went nine and seven and missed the playoffs. Their their season win total was seven and a half, so they actually exceeded expectations by a game and a half. Their starting QB from Harvard, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he played 12 games, and Watt had the Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, now second year for O'Brien, nine and seven again, won the AFC South. They exceeded their win total by a half a game. Brian Hoyer started the most games now let me ask you a question (laughs) when if you said you know this coach is going to the hall of fame but if there's one thing that's the most impressive it's he won a division with brian hoyer couldn't that be if 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 that was belichick maybe is that the most impressive thing he ever did yeah that would be the (laughs) counter to tom brady winning the seventh super bowl in tampa (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, Belichick did this with Brian Hoyer. That's why people point to the Matt Castle year and give Belichick so much credit for Oh, I, I agree. And, and to be candid, uh, Castle, what he did later, maybe it was more impressive, right? But Because yeah. at the time it looked like, I mean, he, yeah. he got signed three times or whatever after that, right? So yeah. the next year, another AFC title. So this is 2016 now for the Houston Texans. Again, 9-7, and seven, but again exceeded their win total by a half a game. And the quarterback... I think we just said, hold our beer, the ostrich, Brock Osweiler, 14 games, and he won a division. So now, has Belichick ever done anything as impressive as in successive years, winning two divisions, one with Hoyer and one with the ostrich? No. 
That 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 might be the most impressive <laughs> coaching feat ever. Right. Uh, did I mean I I forgot this actually. Did you remember this? I didn't remember. In, <laughs> I know that the quarterback carousel has been something there, and I remember <laughs> the Brock Osweiler signing and and how bad that looked uh, at certain times. But I didn't remember that it went in succession like that. Like oh. I, I I had forgotten a little bit about the Ryan Fitzpatrick days. I remember Hoyer, but uh, and also Osweiler, but I didn't know it went in consecutive years like that. It's pretty okay. funny. In reaction, they said, we got to draft a quarterback. So in 2017, Deshaun Watson went number 12 overall. Okay, obviously a great pick at 12. In 17, they went 4-12. and 12. So wait a minute. They won a division with Hoyer. They won a division with the Ostrich. Then they draft Watson, and they go 4-12. and 12. That was four and a half wins under their season win total. Uh, Tom Savage started seven games. Deshaun started six games, and then he had the ACL. And if you remember, and I know you do, Deshaun had monster stats at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember a Seattle game for some reasons in, in my head, just a monster game. But then he hurt his knee out for the season, four and twelve. Yeah. And he heard, I, I believe he hurt his knee in practice. It was. Oh, practice. was that right? Okay. Yeah, I hurt his knee in practice, and that was the big devastating news there. And that's why. And Tom Savage actually started game one of that season, and I think yep. he got pulled at halftime, and that's when Deshaun came in of game one of that season. <laughs> We've seen enough, Savage. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was with the Patriots too, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think he was just with Houston, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I'm not sure. maybe it was after. Look at that, McKenzie. All right, 2018. And, uh, Mackenzie, if, if I'm not right, don't mention it again. But if I am, interject. <laughs> okay. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. So 2018, redemption, 11-5 and record, won the South again, and uh, two and a half wins over the win total. Deshaun Watson started all 16 games. Now, if we, had, we could have some foreboding music right now. Dun, dun, dun. Before the 2019 season, Jack Easterby hired as Executive Vice President of Team Development. Okay, on to 2019 for the Houston Texans. We're straight out of Vegas. 10-6, and six, won the South again. One and a half wins over the season win total. Watson, 15 out of 16 games. Excellent. Before the 20 season, Easterby promoted to Executive Vice President of Football Operations. Watson signs a five-year deal. Now, this was right before the season. I had that wrong yesterday. And uh, the extension, five years, $178 million. And then Hopkins traded to Arizona. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Hopkins was traded before the signing. Yeah, yeah, he okay. was traded before. Okay. All right. So now, 2020, remember that start to the season, the three top. I mean, it was tough, right? It was Kansas City, Baltimore, yeah. Pittsburgh. They finished 4-12, and missed the playoffs. O'Brien fired. After four games, after the fourth loss, if I remember, it was Minnesota went down there, and that was the key loss because, uh, you know, that was the game Houston was supposed to win, to go one and three and keep going. Uh, Romeo Cornell comes in interim. Week 14, a lot of frustration from Watson in that Bears game. I loved, I loved Houston in that game. Uh, he was all psyched about playing the Bears, didn't do, uh, didn't do well at all, and. They finished three and a half wins under the season win, and Watson started all 16 games. And as we've said a few times, best season of Watson's career this year, you could make the case that he had a better year in the regular season than Mahomes. You could make the case that only 
Aaron Rodgers had a better year. And I, and I think I would make that case. Uh, and then finally, Casario hired one, uh, January 7th. And uh, Cauley hired the 28th of the same month. And then uh, Jamie Roots resigned in February 10th. Now what is released? Okay. Now what should have been on that list was O'Brien assumes GM duties. And that's when the music should have been the most scary. Because I would make the following case. Bill O'Brien is not a uh, NFL caliber head coach only. I think he's an above average NFL caliber head coach. Agreed. Agreed. And the fact that, uh, I mean, let's think about this. Who can you be ordained by in football? Well, Belichick. Okay. He came from Belichick. And, oh, I don't know, Nick Saban. So, I mean, everyone that knows about this likes O'Brien. He just was maybe the worst GM we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, although I can understand the the Hopkins trade. I mean, maybe after you saw what's... For for what they got back? Well, that's the thing. After you see what the Bills got for, or what the Bills gave up for Stephon Diggs and what Minnesota got back, then it makes it look that much worse. But the idea behind it, DeAndre Hopkins wanted a contract. They weren't going to pay their wide receiver when they know they've got to pay their quarterback and they're already got to pay their offensive tackle they traded for. And so I understand the idea behind the trade. I just think they got off to such an awful start with that schedule that the wheels just came off in a hurry and there was all sorts of issues going on behind the scenes. It was so tone. And listen, the issues behind the scenes, I I don't have a great feel for. I mean, I know Easterby is is getting gunned for by uh, seem, seemingly multiple contingents yeah. within the organization. I don't understand that. What I understand is he was with the Patriots for a while or for many years. And Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, who was with the Patriots during some of those years, speaks very highly of him. So on one hand, you know, someone I trust with a little personal relationship is telling me that or is telling the world that. And to me, that doesn't tell me that he is right, Easterby, in what he's doing down there. But it tells me he's not obviously wrong. He's not just a guy that's going to be wrong every scenario, Easterby. So who knows? I know the remember, and you remember this, Jonas, is the father who passed away, the owner. You know, he had a few statements that, you know, were more than a little racially insensitive. I, I think the case would be made. And it feels like a lot of this is the lingering result of that. Is, is that your sense? Yeah, I, there was some of that out there before that, that that was an issue, and a lot of people had a problem with that. Um, on the Easterby stuff, I mean, I know this because he actually did Brady Quinn's wedding. He, he was the guy who oh, did Brady. Wow, okay. Yeah, they know because he was so brought how, how in. Did he, how did he know him? He was the team chaplain in Kansas City. Do you remember Javon Belcher was the Kansas City chief player who killed his pregnant girlfriend and then killed himself oh, in, the in the parking lot? lot. Yeah, yeah. Brady was on that team, and a lot of guys had real issues with that, and they went to Jack Easterby, who helped them work through it because it was just a wild scene. It completely you know, took over the, the team as far as their emotions, and a lot of guys were really rattled by it. Just the situation. They knew the guy. He was a teammate. 
great, and then he kills himself in the, in the parking lot. Easterby was the guy who helped them through all that, and that's where he got his reputation. But yeah, he did Brady's wedding. Was I mean, he on? Was he on the Kansas City team? Was he part of the team before that, or they brought him in for that? He was a team chaplain. Yes, yes. And okay. so, and and he just happened to be there at a time when those guys went through something that you know nobody that I can recall has ever had to deal with, and he was instrumental in a lot of those guys getting past that based on just his role and his conversations with them. We're straight out of Vegas, and you do a, a weekend Sunday show, right? What time does that yeah. run? Uh, with uh, Brady, Qu- 8, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 8 to 11 Eastern time. Oh, just a three-hour little, <laughs> you know, little stretch for you there. <laughs> right, right. Okay, let's do this. Let's take our first break, and when we come back, we have the exact Vegas odds on where J.J. Watt ends up. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will discuss who Vegas thinks will be the next team for J.J. Watt. So, Jonas, when you do all your different shows other than this one, you know, you got the uh, you got an overnight on. Is it Friday and Saturday night? Uh, Just Friday into Saturday. Okay, And then you take like a half day off and then. All right. And then the Sunday again is are you one to let your songs play a long time as you come in or are you right on top of it? It depends on the song. If the song stinks, I usually... Uh, but why you know, would you have any song that stinks? Because it's fun to make fun of things sometimes. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not have the audience, you know, <laughs> suffer. Because what I have found is the, the, the someone that will let the thing play like a minute, there's people who would do that. I think it, it takes guts. Like you got to be so certain of your position that you just let that thing play for a minute. <laughs> like I, I did uh, three years of hits with Stephen A. on his, you know, National ESPN show before this, and uh, he used to let that thing go ninety seconds. I don't know if he was finishing text or whatever. <laughs> I mean, like it'd be like he was a DJ letting the song come in, and he was out of breath when he came back. But you know, it was like the fourth thing on his list, so I don't blame him <laughs> at all. He's a hardworking dude, but yeah, I I don't quite have the gut, and I do um. The Sports Hub, right, which is a Fox station in Boston, yeah. right? That them and uh, EI, I think, are you know very competitive. And those dudes, they got four guys that do like four hours. They literally play like a minute of the song. So I guess when you do four hours, that makes sense. Yeah, you kind of uh, when they trust you with four hours, they probably trust your decision making on how long to play the song. I think. <laughs> well, this this is the fastest growing show of Fox Sports Radio, so we can play the songs as long as we effing want. <laughs> But we're not going to abuse that. (laughs) Uh, The audience has doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much. Great football season. We're going to keep it going. You can listen and let's do the podcast. Friday's always a good day to look back. Saturday, Sunday, look back on the week. A lot of the stuff we did was evergreen, though we will have a handicap from McKenzie, his world premiere handicap on air. He's an NBA guy. He's going to be doing the Mavs. Uh, Pelicans game by the end of the hour. Podcast, just search for Straight Out of Vegas. 
right here in Vegas on the Strip. 70 degrees, the neon is flowing. And RJ, we are coming to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. The big news in the NFL on Friday, J.J. Watt no longer a Houston Texans. They come to terms on a mutual release for the longtime Houston Texans defensive end. J.J. Uh, Watt, three-time player of the year, but the question now turns to where does he end up next? You know, it just dawned on me, Jonas, is it gutsy to play a song an extra minute or to talk about the songs for three minutes? <laughs> so maybe we do have God. All right, I can take that. All right, so let's look at the odds. And I don't think these odds are right. I mean, meaning I think these are they're correct, meaning that these are the odds. I think they're flawed. I think they're bad numbers. And here's why. If you're not taking into account in a major way the salary cap, everything you do this offseason – if you do any early betting or if you are having strong takes, remember, sports fans want to know more than their buddies, you've got to take into account where is a team relative to the cap, which is coming down. What are you hearing, Jonas? About 180 to 185? So that's yeah, that. I've, I've, I've heard 180-ish. That's what and, I've heard. And that's down about what? Is that 20 mil? I think so. Yeah. I mean, around there. Yeah. So, I mean, think about this. The cap goes up, up, and up. The contracts are structured – the big ones, assuming that, because it always has happened. Other than a pandemic, it's gone up, up, up. But now, you know, they're, they're kind of mitigating it a little bit, not bringing it down as much as they could, but they're bringing it down, it seems like. That's by all accounts. And a lot of teams are in, you know, cap jail, you could say. Uh, the one that jumps out at me, and I'm, I, I as a finance grad, I kind of follow the cap stuff, but I'm not an expert. I'm thinking about really digging in this offseason, <laughs> will be but here's the thing you look at the saints for example i think anything the saints might do is so hamstrung you got to pay the piper at some point and they kept kicking that can down the road to give breeze another year to try to make it happen it didn't assuming he retires like everyone thinks he will i mean if it's ever a year you got kind of like the patriots had this year the criticism about the pats I think it's all way overdone. They had a year to pay the piper, uh, especially with all that Tom Brady dead money. I mean, talk about, Jonas, a indignity. It's one thing you let Brady go, right? Uh, which, you know, hindsight didn't look smart. Um, everyone makes mistakes, obviously. And then he wins the Super Bowl, so you're getting kind of compared. And then they had, I think it was $13 million, if I remember, of dead cap money was uh, Brady's dead cap money so you're paying like or being uh penalized by 13 million uh because of him leaving i mean that that's a tough break yeah and also it's why when belichick brought it up this season when they were talking to him just about their situation some people scoffed at it and said ah it sounds like excuses no it's not an excuse when he says look you see what we paid for cam newton I mean, that was the situation. That was the reality of where we were as a team. He was telling the truth. They were not in a good spot. Plus, you add in all the opt-outs before the season. New England, I, I still think 7-9 and nine should be considered yes. a pretty good season based on where they were at before the season started. For sure. I mean, think about the games they had to win to go, yeah. you know, that record. I mean, obviously, the Chargers game was the one that was the real, real eye-popper, right? They dominated yeah. that game. And that was yeah. the, probably the high point. They almost beat Seattle. Cam was playing better at that point. The question you got to ask yourself about the Pats is, is anyone anxious to get Cam now saying, well, Belichick, they messed him up. We're going to make him better. 
I don't I don't get any sense of a huge market for no. Cam. So if anything, it's it's more of a statement of Cam's current level than I think the Patriots. I think this is going to be a good year because there's a flip side to this. All right, so the teams, and again, this is not a comprehensive list, but the Saints, a lot of cap issues. Steelers, a lot of cap issues. So when you've got the Steelers as the favorite and the odds to land J.J. Watt, to me that is really not considering properly how problematic the cap is for Pittsburgh. They're plus 150. They're a big favorite. Obviously his brother plays for the Steelers. Tampa Bay second at 2-1. to one. Green Bay third at 5-1. to one. Now back to Tampa second. They actually are in a pretty good cap position. And uh, surprisingly, you know, for a Super Bowl champion, and it could be J.J. Watt instead instead of a Shaq Barrett, right? Not saying that'd be an upgrade, but it'd right. be you'd be mitigating the loss, obviously. Now Green Bay, you know, J.J. Watt is a uh, you know former resident, or he came from uh, the Green Bay area, Wisconsin. Yeah. So I think there's a, kind of a homecoming element there. And then the Ravens, I don't really like the Ravens all that much at seven to one there. Um, I got a few other teams I was going to go by. Which which team jumps out at you first, though? I, I would say probably the Packers, um, just because the the hometown connection, going back to his home state, an opportunity to go join a team uh, to, that's that's in contention to possibly win a Super Bowl or in contention to at least make a run. This feels like. I, teams near the top of that list, if they're really strapped on cash, I think they look at J.J. Watt as if he's willing to take a discount to go chase a ring, we're all in. If not, like if it's the Steelers and he demands he's got to get $15 million a year, I just it's don't see it possible. It's not even no, possible. I don't see it happening. I mean, it's like they can't do it, right? So yeah. um, I agree with you there. We're straight out of Vegas. I think the thing that makes it where he can chase a ring – is in the NFL, are we really certain who has better odds, Green Bay or Tampa or Baltimore? I mean, like there's eight or nine teams that are right there every year. I mean, not the same eight or nine, but, you know, Colin always has his eight that can win it. And that's usually a pretty good guess of the ones yeah. that are viable to win. It. So to me, what maybe he can go get, and I don't know the numbers, 10 million with Green Bay. Though maybe he could get 12 or 13 if he didn't care about going to a winner. But why, if you can go to Green Bay, why are you going to go? I mean, Green Bay has a better chance to win the Super Bowl than Pittsburgh, right? So, oh, I agree. I don't know the given uh, how much money Green Bay has, or how much they're going to be willing to give, but it feels like Walk can chase a ring and still get a moderate payday. Whereas in the NBA, sometimes you can only take the Venner Minimum or whatever sometimes. So, um, last couple of teams for me is the Colts. Right? This is a team with a lot of cap room, like the Patriots. And thus, the Colts could spend money and really shore up that, not even shore up, but make it a dominant D-line. Right, Because sometimes it's better to uh, add to your strength than worry about your weakness in the NFL. We've seen that many times. Look at Washington. When you have a line that good, it just affects every game. Now, his wife, J.J. Watt, plays professional soccer in Chicago. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a little influence there. I think the Rams, maybe. Kansas City, maybe. Seattle, maybe. Tennessee, maybe. I've seen bandied about. Okay, so J.J. Watt released. It was something the Texans did for him. It was at his request. Texans were right not to want to pay him that last year of the contract, 17-5. It would have been nice if the Texans had been able to retain him at a discount. But no, a lot of people blaming the Texans. I don't think there's <clears throat> much to blame them on. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Okay, we're going to take our final break of the week. And when we come back, it's going to be the world premiere of Mackenzie Rivers doing a, a, a pick. I've listened to this. It's a good, good handicap, I think. And remember, this guy went to Yale. Let's see what Yale's producing these days. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, and live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. And RJ, it's time for a debut here. Oh, you know, Jonas, you know something? Let's make him sweat a little bit. (laughs) All right, let's make him wait a little bit. So, Mackenzie Rivers, Chicago native, went to Yale undergrad. Luckily, he stepped up and was able to get a job with me. And we're going to see, let's be honest, a lot of people, he's uh, 30 years old, a lot of people skeptical of millennials. I'm personally often skeptical and skeptical of the Ivy Leagues. You didn't go to the Ivy Leagues, did you, Jonas? No, no. I, I didn't. I, yeah, not even, uh, nowhere close. Not even I mean, I, close. <laughs> now, I, to be honest, I turned the Ivy Leagues down for law school, but hey, I, that made me feel good about myself. But I certainly <laughs> was getting nowhere near. I don't think they let me even visit, uh, you know, as a regular person for undergrad. So it was like, <laughs> my, my GPA in high school, 2.58 out of four. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and uh, let's just say there was a lot of drinking going on. It was a <laughs> it was a very difficult upbringing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about Steph Curry, because to me he puts up a monster game yesterday. Six favorite to win the MVP right now. LeBron's the favorite. Uh, Wiseman's exceeded expectations, and uh, Golden State in the eighth seed right now. What's your take on the Warriors this year? Uh, it's fun to watch. I think Steph Curry just realized when Clay Thompson went down, it's got to be all me. Last year was kind of a weird year because everybody was dealing with the injuries. And I think we just sort of looked at last season as a, hey, there's injuries. Kevin Durant left. You know, the, the, the run is over. They take a year off, get rested maybe, and then come back. And then you find out Clay Thompson gets hurt before the season. And Curry comes out and realizes, I got to pretty much do it by myself. He's scoring 30 a game, and he looks like healthy in his prime Steph Curry from a couple of years ago when he was hitting 25, 28 foot shots uh, and just uh, his ball handling abilities and really leading the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I agree. I just think that what people forget is that team had a lot more talent even before Durant and he was a lot younger. And I just don't think he physically can do it himself and even like keep the eighth seed. So, all right, Jones, you do the announcement and we'll let, we'll see what McKenzie can do. It is a debut here on Fox Sports Radio. It is time for a best bet and a handicap in the NBA from Mackenzie Rivers. 
That's right. Thank you, Jonas. I like the Dallas Mavericks minus three hosting the Pelicans. Now, both of these teams have underperformed. They're currently 11th and 12th in the West out of the playoff picture, but I'm seeing signs of life from the Mavericks. Now, remember, last year, this Mavericks team had the number one offensive rating in the league and, in fact, the number one offensive rating we've ever seen in the NBA. So just monstrous stuff, fireworks stuff. This year, for whatever reason, they've fallen back off of that, but... I'm seeing signs of life. The last few games, they've exceeded their point total, their expected point total in the last four. And if you look at their schedule, they've had to face the who's who, a murderer's row of top defenses in the league, the Bucks, the Jazz twice, the Lakers. Now that they finally get a team get like the Pelicans, 27th right now in defense, that is the worst defense they've faced all season. I think that's exactly what Luka Przingis and the boys need to get back their offensive powerful ways. I think they cover the three. I think they do it convincingly. Dallas Mavericks minus three, best bet. Okay, so you bet this yourself? Yes, I like this game. I it, I did bet it. Jonas, what did you think when he said, thank you, Joan? He sounded like Ted Baxter a little bit, didn't he? <laughs> I think it'll smoothen out. I think over time that, that'll smooth out. I, I thought take, that was pretty know. good. I thought it yeah. was pretty good. You, you, you know, could t- Go ahead. You, first, you first, first handoff, first handoff. You know, first center quarterback exchange can be a little bit dicey, <laughs> but uh, I think we're going to get much better at it as we go along. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I also think that we can't forget something, though. So we have the weekend edition of Straight Out of Vegas. Bernie Frado is the host. He's yep. done that now for two years plus, two and a half years. And that's 11 Pacific on Saturday to midnight Pacific. Joan or um, uh, McKenzie actually does a whole segment, and apparently it's the most important thing uh, at FSR the whole weekend. <laughs> is his his eight minutes of talking? You better not get near him and that between him and that mic because he's about six two. I mean, it would be trouble. Let me just tell you that much. Um, so I saw one thing on uh, Get Up today that, or it was yesterday, that just blew my mind. So they were talking about Dak. And uh, it was is his, I think his name's Foxworth. Is that it? He was the union yeah, head. Dominique uh, Foxworth. Yeah, which I really uh, respect guys who have th- that's done it. Like he was a union, you know, uh, head of uh, representative. And he said the way for the Cowboys to make it right with Dak is to give him a blank check and say, Dakota, you fill in the amount. <laughs> And I, it sounds ridiculous, I know, but it literally was the end of the conversation. There wasn't any kind of, oh, haha, funny, let's talk about it. It's like that's where the bar is in player empowerment now. Deshaun signs a contract. He can go wherever he wants, apparently. And I don't know what's going on down there. I just know he signed a contract, so I don't know. But I tell you this, Dakota should not be getting a blank check. And if that's the bar, we're not going to reach it, I think. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Right out of Vegas! 